Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by Greg Browning for this week's podcast. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Very well. Good. It's going to be a fairly short and sweet podcast this week. Uh, there's only seven games in Scotland this weekend, partly due to the Betfred Cup, which has reduced the number of games in the Premier League Championship. There's only four games and obviously the leagues below the Championship are currently suspended at the moment. And the weather's not looking great at the weekend either, is it? No, it's not. I think there's forecasts for snow uh, pretty much most days now between now and Monday. So yeah. I'm not getting my hopes up too much of a full card come Saturday. No, but we'll do our best. So we're going to just have a very quick run through of some of the games this weekend and a big game for you personally at the weekend. Greg St Johnson's chance to get to a cup final. They play Hibs on Saturday at half five at Hamden in the semi-final of the Betfred Cup. Yeah, obviously under normal circumstances um, I'd be there. So I think the session would probably start about half past nine on Saturday morning. <laughs> so you're going to say fr- the match. Friday morning. <laughs> maybe um, maybe next season. Um, yeah, obviously, we've, we've not had a great season, to be fair. We are in amongst probably four or five other clubs who have had a pretty, pretty mess season so far. Um, I, I think we're probably a bit short on hitting top six, especially given the form Livingston have shown over the last two months. So for me, Livingston look an absolute shoe-in now to finish in the top six. And that leaves one place. And I just still think we're probably a bit too far behind Dundee United. So we play Hibs on Saturday at Hamden. Now, Hamden is not a happy hunting ground for St. Johnston. And it's certainly not a happy hunting ground for me. I think I've seen us play there four times now. And we've lost all four games. Um, we play a Hibs side who are now sitting third in the league. Yeah. I don't think Hibs are playing great still. I think it was no, a massive win for them at the weekend against It Atlanta. was, yeah. yeah it's I think we said that in last week's podcast that they really have to get a result this weekend uh, given they lost to Ross County and to Livingston at home. Uh, a, a bit fortuitous, I guess, to take the lead. Uh, and Alan Power, own goal. Kilmarnock hit the post uh, at 1-0. And Gogic, of all players, scored a, a wonder strike to make it 2-0. I do so, like Gogic. Sorry? I do like Gogic. Yeah, he's great. He, as, as, the, as the old cliches go, he does the dog work. Yeah. He does the ugly stuff. Uh, but it was a great strike by him. So Hibs, to me, at the moment, I'd say that it's full strength for this game. I don't think they're missing anyone. They've signed Irvin Jackson. Yeah, good signing, I think. Last week, really yeah. good signing for them. Um, it's a one-off game. It's on the big pitch at Hamden. We come into this having defeated St Mirren. Uh, 1-0, but to be fair that's the standard result for us at home against St Mirren uh, Dave McDonald understands that I don't think he's <laughs> in the last five now against us in Perth or six now in Perth but I've, I've sat and I've mulled over this game all week and I just think looking at the league table uh, Hibs are 17 points better off than us at the moment Yeah, um, they are in line to finish third I think um, they will, I still think they will pip Aberdeen to third place. And I think we did say that at the start of the season. I still think that will happen. They've scored 11 goals more than we have. Um, the defence is the third best in the league also. So they're sitting there third in merit. Not playing wonderful football at the moment, but uh, I just feel it is a one-off game and anything can happen in a one-off match. But I think for Hibs to be 5-4, to four, 
it's quite a decent price to, to say. What price do you think Hibs would be if this game was Easter Road? Probably 10 to 11, probably. Mm. Maybe 19 to 20. Probably a similar, similar price to what they were against uh, Kilmarnock on Saturday. Uh, just a below even money. Um, but it is obviously a neutral venue. It is at Hamden. And um, I think all St. Johnson fans have been trying to go through the archives to look when's the last <laughs> time we won a cup game at Hamden. Mm. And providing we hadn't played um, Queen's Park in that time, our last cup win at Hamden was in 1968. No when way. you were just a young lad. <laughs> yeah, bless your cheek. Uh, yeah, we should remind people that when St Johnson won the Scottish Cup, that was at Celtic Park. It was. It was at Celtic North. Park, and yeah. the cup semi final was at Ibrox. Right. And we played numerous cup semi finals over the years, mainly at Tynecastle, to be fair. I've seen us lose three cup semi-finals at Tynecastle, one to Aberdeen and two against Hibs. One of them games was about three or four seasons ago and one in the late 2000s. So Hibs have got history for beating us in League Cup semi-finals. Um, I think the fact that it is at Hamden really does put me off us. And I think, obviously, you can only read so much into that. But looking at Hibs' lineup, they're going to be at full strength. It'll be yeah. interesting to see... Um, who, who who starts up front? Yeah. Obviously, this bit's a guaranteed starter. But be interested to see if Dodge uh, partners him up front. I always think that Hamden suits teams that play with width. You know, we've we've seen Celtic make great use of it over the years, uh, most recently. And I think probably St Johnson would prefer a narrower game where they can tighten things up. Hibs have got wide players where they can maybe make use of that space. So. That's why I was asking about Easter Road. You know, I don't think that it being a neutral venue necessarily is a good thing for St Johnson either. No, I don't. I think at the moment, if obviously Nisbet's having a great season, they do have a lot of pace in that team. And defensively, this season, they've been a lot better, Hibs. They've got a pretty steady back four. Hanlon, Porteous, again, Doig's done well at left back. I think he's going to be a cracking player. And in the middle of the pitch, obviously, they've got Gogic and Newell. And also Boyle as an attacking threat as, as well. Adding to that mix, Irvin Jackson and Dre Wright. I just think Hibs probably have a better squad. And the, the league table doesn't lie. As I said before, Hibs are sitting third in merit. 17 points is quite a difference between the two. And the 5-4 to four on Hibs, um, I think, worth taking on Saturday at half past five. OK, so you're going against your own team in the semi-final of the Benfred Cup. Yes. Now... We are unbeaten, I think, in four, but if you look a bit deeper, we've only won once in ten. Mm. So, winning's a habit, and unfortunately, we've been drawing quite a lot of games, conceding quite a lot of goals. Um, Chris Kane is definitely worth mentioning. He probably gets a lot of unfair criticism from a lot of St. Johnson fans, Chris Kane, mainly for his goal-scoring record. Um, it's not great. Uh, but he does get us up the pitch. He works his socks off. He's one of those strikers who probably doesn't get the credit he deserves, but ultimately he's able to score goals. Mm-hmm. But that said, he has scored six goals in his last 10 games, and he's probably been our standout player now over the last three or four matches. So he's a, a guaranteed starter, and I think we'll probably go with the same team that beat St Mirren on, on Saturday. I just think, though, Cup semi at Hamden, Hibs will just edge this, I think. And that's this weekend's nap at 5-4. to four. St. Johnson fans, please don't at me. 
Um, I won't be responding. Um, this, is, this is purely business. This is purely business. Uh, I did think about ruining my enjoyment of the game. As a St. Johnson fan, obviously, I want us to win this match. But I just feel Hibs will just have a little bit too much for us. Yeah, OK, fair play. Uh, OK, the other semi-final is on Sunday. It's Livingston v St Mirren. We've just seen Livingston draw two each with Celtic. Uh, they actually rested a few players and still managed to take a point <laughs> off Celtic, which is quite the feat. So they're now uh, without defeating 10, which is just, you know, if there's any team that St Mirren don't want to be playing at the moment, it's Livingston no, in a cup I, semi-final. I think you're right. I think um, St Mirren would have happily played us and I would have been quite happy to take um, to take Hibs. That said, though, all good things must come to an end. True. Getting to a final for Livingston would really top the season off. Yeah. As I said before, they're already looking good for that top six place. Yeah. So this game for me, I think Livingston have been backed right in for this match. I think they were 13 to 10. They're now below even money now right. to win this match. Um, that's probably been driven by events at the weekend and they've picked up, obviously... Uh, another point with the reserve team tonight against Celtic. Yeah. I must say, <laughs> some of the criticism I think aimed at Celtic is a bit uncalled for. I think since they've come back from Dubai, they're unbeaten in three, which uh, <laughs> is, is no mean feat. So, um, no, that's not unfair. You are going to get added for that, you know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I suppose you would probably have to tip Livingston here if you were having a bet in this game. I honestly couldn't have a bet in this match. And yeah. I know that sounds a bit bizarre given. Livingston have unbeaten in 10, won eight games in a row, and they've drawn their last two games against Celtic. Mm. Um, St Mirren were pretty poor against us on, on Saturday. I think scoring goals is their main problem. And I think Livingston, from set pieces and a threat, they'll be full of confidence. I, I don't think anybody could oppose Livingston on Saturday. No. Sorry, Sunday. Sunday. Um, St Mirren fans obviously will, will be hoping that they do, but. I'll be uh, leaving this game well alone. Um, if I was to pick a winner, I think obviously the money and the form goes with Livingston. Yeah. But it's a one-off match between two sides who are probably evenly matched. Livingston are having a great run at the moment, but there's probably not a lot between the sides. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see this game go to extra time. Either way, great opportunity for both clubs, and it'll be it'll be good to see one of the two sides get to the final. I think uh, I would like to lend my support to St Mirren this weekend, just purely for David McDonald from Barry. I, I definitely wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, and uh, the. Premiership, we've got just two games this weekend. Uh, Motherwell travel to Aberdeen and Derek McInnes find himself under pressure again from the Aberdeen fans. There was a few <laughs> out in protest um, up in the cold up in Aberdeen. Uh, lost their last two. They've won just one in five, taking only five points from their last 12, I think it is. Uh, Motherwell, a wee bit kind of unknown at the moment. Graham Alexander's going in there. Uh, two draws, a draw with St Mirren. Draw with Rangers, possibly a wee bit disappointed not to beat Rangers at the weekend, given Rangers equaliser was slightly offside. But don't know what we're going to really get from Graham Alexander's motherwell yet, do we? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's far too early to tell. Um, to be fair, they should have beaten St Mirren 1-0 in that mm. game. St Mirren got a very dubious penalty. Um, and they're probably unfortunate to only get a draw. Not unfortunate, I think Rangers battered them in terms of corners and yeah, possession. Yeah, but yeah. it was an offside goal. Aberdeen, like you say, how many times now over the years? Well, we've been doing the podcast now for what eighteen months, <laughs> and he's been under fire 
probably four or five times during that time. On and off, yeah. Um, I would say some Aberdeen fans are fickle, but I think the army of Reds fans is growing against Derek McInnes. Not so much just for the results. They're still sitting fourth. They're still in a direct battle for third. Their points total isn't as bad as people make out. No. Uh, it probably ties in line with some other seasons, but I think football-wise, um, I think quite a lot of Aberdeen fans would be happy just to have freshen things up. I think, I, think, eight seasons now. I think it's a case of familiarity breeds contempt a wee bit, you know, and I think yeah. they probably do just want a, a wee bit of a change. Um, Something to, to get excited about, maybe. Yeah, I certainly couldn't back Aberdeen at 17-20. to 20. And I think we said last weekend they were too, far too short at 8-11 to 11 at Ross County. Yeah, didn't, didn't expect them to be, get beat 4-1 right enough. No, we didn't, no. the result of the season in the, the Premiership, to be fair. So, yeah, I gave, probably a game to sit out on. Um, I think you mentioned Motherwell 16-5 to to win, but yeah, another angle for you? Yeah, not particularly an angle. I just thought 16-5, I, I was actually quite curious to see if I could get Motherwell with a goal of a start. Um, so Motherwell on the double chance is 5-6. to six. They're actually a wee bit better priced on the Asian handicap with uh, 0.5 of a start, which is often the case, the Asian handicap maybe gives you a little point or two uh, better value. Um it's probably not something I would back, to be honest, because you'd expect some kind of reaction from Aberdeen. But I was just curious to see what kind of price Motherwell were um, with that extra goal. Um, yeah, they, they did hit, um, I think, nine corners at St Mirren last time out before Rangers. I think they only got one corner against Rangers on Sunday. But I think them taking the lead probably didn't help the corner no. count in that respect. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see them hit at least four or five on on Saturday and that's maybe something or an angle I'll look at for the channel Yeah, worth bearing in mind that Motherwell won the last two visits to Putaudry as well so we'll throw it out there there's, there's potential value to be adding back in Motherwell at the weekend if you're, if you're that way inclined The other game in the Premier League is Rangers at home to Ross County now there's not much more we can say about Rangers they're just absolutely flying we did mention last week that the, the main danger they've got is possibly complacency and they went on to drop two points at Motherwell, but Celtic just have failed to capitalise on that altogether. Uh, so it just seems like a procession now until Rangers win the league. They're 1-8 to eight at home to Ross County, who are 14-1. to one. Um, Since John Hughes has gone in there, they have won two, drawn one and lost three. Having said that, their two wins have come against Aberdeen and Hibs, so impressive enough wins. Don't really see them going to Ibrooks and doing much, though, do you? Um, I don't. I must admit, I don't. I think Rangers, though, they've not been great the last three or four weeks. And I think we mentioned in last week's podcast that there's a very real possibility they could down tools. Obviously, they drew one all Motherwell last week. Um, probably haven't seen a really good Rangers performance now in some time. Mm. Obviously, I think everyone's expecting them to win this match. I really don't know how this game's going to go. I've, I've got a, a feeling in me, and it's not based on anything other than I think Ross County might make life difficult. Um, looking at the corner markets, you're getting 10 to 11 for Ross County to hit three corners. Uh, I, just, I just, they haven't been playing great at the moment, Rangers, but um, it is hard to oppose them at one to eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we spoke pre-podcast and again it's one that I've mentioned quite a few times this season I was really surprised to see that Rangers to win to nil is as big as 4-5 considering they're 1-8 to eight to win the match 
and they've kept 18 clean sheets this season. Now, for me, that is just a value bet, whatever way you want to look at it. You know, that, that bet's came in 18 times this season. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Rangers have been, well, they probably have been as short as 28, but not not that often they've been that short. So to get 45 on them to win to nil, I think it's, it's probably worth taking, just from a value point of view. No, it is a good angle. And obviously, 1-8 to eight to 4-5 to five is a, like you say, a sub jump. Yeah. Uh, and it's landed so many times this season, that, that market for Rangers. Um, I think any, anything lower than 4-5 to five would be backable, but 4-5 to five definitely would be. Um, again, for me, it's probably a no-bet match, this one. Mm-hmm. I do think Ross County could sneak three corners in, but that would be more of a punt than any real solid belief that they would get three. Yeah, fair enough. Um, there's four games in the Championship. First one was on Friday night and Dundee travelled to Gayfield. Uh, a game I guess we would expect Dundee to win at 17-20, but can we trust them? No, um, <laughs> definitely not. Gayfield in the middle of January on a Friday night in the wind, rain, sleet and snow. There's no chance any bookies get my money in Dundee to win this match. Um, Dundee have improved over the last couple of months. Uh, they obviously beat Hearts. Was it last time out? I think it was, I because their game last weekend was cancelled. I think they were on a lot of coupons last weekend. Last to see a lot Dundee's of home form and away form are quite contrasting. Um, had this been at Dens, I'd have been all over Dundee, but there's no way I'm backing them at odds on away to Arbroath. I do think Dundee will win this match. I do. But I just couldn't back it at that price. Um, I don't think Dundee's away form is great. Yeah, we couldn't have what Gayfield could, would bring. We couldn't have you supporting Dundee on the Friday night and then Hibs to beat St. Oh, Johnson no, on the Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and Saturday we've also got, well, one that you do have a bet in is Inverness v Alloa. Yeah, so Inverness are not a team I've touched this season and that's mainly because they've had such a poor season. They are sitting in seventh place 15 points behind Hearts already, which I guess might not be too much of a surprise, but they're only four points off the playoffs. Yeah. Um, there's not much between the sides in that league. And, and they've t- two games in hands and most of the, the teams above them as well. So they still, do. Yeah. You know, they'll still think they're in with a, a proper chance. Oh, here. definitely. I, I fully expect Inverness to be up there, challenging for the third and fourth place uh, playoff spots. Um, they're at home to an Alloa side who actually beat them. Um what, four or five weeks ago. And that was Aloha's last positive result. Um, since then, Aloha have gone on a really, really poor run. They've been battered 5-2 against Wraith Rovers. They lost 3-1 at Dundee. They managed a one-all draw at home to Morton. They then got beaten by Cove in the Scottish Cup, uh, 3-2 at home. And they lost to Hearts last weekend, 3-1. So that's 15 goals now they've shipped in their last mm-hmm. five games. Four defeats in five. Um a long, long trek up to Inverness. Now, this game might not be played, to be fair. It could be called off, but we're talking Wednesday night at the moment, the game's on. I think Inverness at home this season have been pretty solid, unbeaten in seven. They've drawn my air, drawn my air. They've um, beaten Arbro 3-1, beat me through versus 2-0, and drawn with Dundee and Dunfermline. So, pretty decent results, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially sides in and about them, and sides who'll be challenging for the, the playoff spots. So seven unbeaten, really good wins against Wraith Rovers. 
and our growth, and they've held Dundee and Dunfermline, so they've got more than enough about them, John Robertson's side, I think, to win this match, and I think they can do so and score two goals. So it's a bet builder here with bet 365. Mm-hmm. That's Inverness to win and Inverness to score two goals, and that pays 10 to 11. 10 to 11. Yeah, and Inverness have scored in every game this season as well, you know, despite being seventh in the table. Certainly got something about them. Um, they've actually got a positive goal difference, which is the only team in the bottom, bottom half yeah. to do so. So, uh, yeah, that looks a fairly decent shout. I think I was quite surprised to see how poor Aloha's record actually is um, because I oh, think yeah. some, some of the standout results, you know, the fact that they beat Inverness, they, they beat Hearts, did you say? Uh, sorry, Drew. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was quite surprised to see just how poor they were. Inverness, fairly short at 8 to 15, but that looks like a good angle. Well, when you look at Al's record up in the Highlands, they've only won once in the last 18 visits. So it's not yeah. a point, it's not <clears throat> going for Al. Um, no. I'd be very surprised here if Inverness didn't win this match. Yeah, okay. Uh, elsewhere in the Championship, the other two games are Dunfermline v Air United and Fairman at 8 to 11. United not going well at the moment at all, um, so I'd expect Infermont to win that one. Yeah, I don't think you can look past Infermont there. I think the 8-11 to 11 is probably quite fair. Um, I would I would expect Infermont to probably score two goals here as well uh, in this match. Yep, and last but not least, Queen of the South v Morton. Queen of the South hitting fairly decent forum again, a team that we've kind of touched on in the last couple of weeks or two, um, and they're another team that can score goals as well. They can, and I think I've been saying that all season, to be fair. They, they do score goals, Queen of the South. They, unfortunately, can't keep them out. No, they've got a really worst good defensive run, record. They've gone on a really good run, and that's a real sickener for, for Alwa, for them to be um, in that run that they're in. Because I think at the moment, the bottom two teams, to me, look like that'll be the bottom two teams come the end of the season. Uh, but in terms of this game... Couldn't oppose goals here, um, and I, I don't think there's enough about Morton yet to suggest that they'll, they'll get a win here. Um, it's probably quite a close match between the two, but I, I don't think Queen of the South will lose this one. No, they'll be disappointed at throwing away a two-goal lead last week. That would have made quite a difference for them down the bottom end of the table. But um, yeah, goals might be the way to go in this game. Okay, can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend? Yeah, so Saturday's nap comes from the St Johnson v Hibs. Scott League Cup semi-final from Hamden on Saturday at half past five and I'm taking Hibs to win that at five to four and on Saturday in the championship I'm taking Inverness to beat Aloha and to score two goals and that pays 10 to 11 on the bet thesis five bet builder good stuff OK, that's us for this week don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at browning84greg and if you want more tips like this, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel, which you can access at gamwa.co.uk. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yes, thank you. Good luck.